Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. You'd think that for all the technology innovation happening in the Bay Area, we'd figure out a way to alert people quickly during emergencies. But there's been a lot of confusion in this region when major disasters happen. We saw that during the fires in the North Bay and also in places like Richmond. On the evening of the Sims Metal Fire, I was in my home. When I came downstairs, toxic fumes and smoke were filling the entire lower level of my house. It's so disjointed. I I don't really trust any of the municipal authorities to really work effectively. A huge fire at a metal scrapyard this year has the city of Richmond wondering how it can do a better job of letting residents know when emergencies are happening. Like, should the city just have access to a big old button that sends out the alerts? Tonight, the Richmond City Council is scheduled to hear three options that would change how alerts go out. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. What is it about Richmond that has a lot of these incidents or that's drawing this kind of attention? Well, along with having a huge oil company refinery in your backyard, there are also a number of industrial facilities in Richmond. Ted Goldberg is KQED's morning assignment editor and has covered oil refineries in the Bay Area for KQED News. On January 30th, There was a major fire at the Sims Metal Management Company. Choking smoke hours after it started. This is a metal recycling facility. Fire started at 5 o'clock tonight. It sent out a huge amount of smoke, and we're talking about burning stoves. A very strong chemical taste and smell in the air right now. Other, you know, very toxic sort of metal materials. That fire lasted for 11 hours. Flames keep beating back. We're talking about huge piles of old metal recycling parts. Shelter in place has expanded through the night and now covers much of the city. It was difficult for the Richmond Fire Department to get a handle on the fire. It lasted a very long time. And in fact, uh, they had to rely on local refineries to bring in specific kinds of foam that would help them put the fire out. The next morning is when they said they eventually extinguished the fire. All this metal's burning and it's and it's going into the air and it's going into different neighborhoods. When did any kind of warning start to come out about possibly toxic air or just precautions for the neighborhoods in Richmond? So that took about an hour. And that time period was very concerning to a number of people, which actually led to this issue getting before the city council. We made the request very early on in the incident. Richmond Fire Chief Adrian Shepard. So there's a blind spot as to whether or not county actually received this when they say they received it or they received it earlier, and there was a lag. 
There is a little bit of miscommunication between the Richmond Fire Department and the Contra Costa County Sheriff's Department about who at the local fire department has the authority to actually officially ask the Sheriff's Department to issue one of those alerts. That lag in the amount of time between when Richmond Fire wanted the alert sent and when it was actually sent further increased scrutiny on the Contra Costa County Community Warning System. Um, What are currently the emergency alerts that residents might receive from either the county or the city? So they could receive something over a siren. They could get something like a text message or an automated phone call to their cell phone. These things also go out on social media. So what are the options that the Richmond City Council plans to consider? One option would be for, and this is the less severest of them all option, would be for Richmond to continue doing what it's doing, be served by the county warning system, and also uh, apply to have a Nixel account, which is something you've heard of. A lot of cities have it. It's another social media way of getting in touch with residents. It comes on your phone and you get little text alerts essentially right now. Yeah. And, and this is this has been used in a number of East Bay cities to get I- emergency information out as well. The second option, and this is the most extensive option there is, and this is something that Mayor Tom Butt has floated uh, recently, is that Richmond would have its own community warning system. This would include everything, not just non-emergency situations, but everything. City staff have noted that this would be expensive. They would have to buy their own sirens. They would have to hire new staff members and new supervisors and do a whole bunch of training. It would basically take over a responsibility that the county currently has. And the third option would be to give Richmond, and this is sort of a middle-of-the-road option, would, uh, was to give Richmond the power to press a button on its own. We've talked about this before. Everything comes out of the county, and it's got a lot of moving parts, and it never works, and nobody's happy with it. In other words, right now, they have to get they have to ask the county to press a button. This would give Richmond the opportunity to basically press the button themselves. They're, they're working on something different that is more under Richmond control. Does anybody get to press a button right now? The sheriff's office, which administers the warning program, they're the ones that get to press a button. And then if there's a hazardous material... Uh, problem. In other words, if if there's a refinery issue, a refinery can actually press a button and that information goes out to people's telephones. Gotcha. So like Chevron has a button that they could theoretically push if they need to in an emergency. And in fact, recently they've pressed that button a number of times. Would you say that you didn't, you weren't persuaded? Uh, So you were actually at like community meetings after some of these incidents. I was at a town hall meeting in Richmond uh, in the days after the Sims fire, and all of the residents wanted to know, not just from Sims, but from the fire department itself, what are you guys going to do to prevent this from happening again? Every year I'm struck by the apparent lack of coordination. People there, it was interesting, there was a moment where somebody said, raise your hand if you could smell the smoke that night, and raise your hand if you got sick. And a number of people did. People said their eyes watered and they got itchy. Um, And most, it was interesting, that there was a significant number of people at the meeting that were concerned that the city would be too harsh against Sims. Sims has been a long time uh, employer in Richmond and has hired a number of people there. And it's been, you know, this was... For, for the most part, a fair, fairly good neighbor. What, what came out at that meeting to me was, you know, we were scared that night and we don't know enough about what's happening during emergencies in the middle of them and we need you to do a better job of communicating with us about them.
City staff have recommended the, the least severe option, which basically means paying $9,000 from a Chevron fund to get a Nixle account, which is something that a lot of other communities have, and also to do a better job of working with the county. Um, I'm expecting Tom Butt to utter a number of newsworthy sound bites uh, because this is, gives him an opportunity to say what he's been saying for a long time. We've gone all these years, and we still don't have anything that really works for everybody. Why, why do you think he's been saying that for so long? Like, what is his deal? You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> I, I actually said this to Tom Butt. I said, you know, I said something along the lines of Mayor Butt. You know, we've had these conversations so many times. This has happened a number of times. It's almost a story I could have written before it happened. Chevron has a malfunction. Chevron will have a malfunction. Causes a big flaring incident. It will send out flaring. Residents want to know what's going on. Residents will be concerned. They won't have enough information. You bring attention to the fact that the alert system is not providing them that information. I'll reach out to you. We'll do an interview. And it's like rinse and repeat. You'll express outrage over the community warning system and say, something's got to change. You know, at at some point, uh, you know, like, we've got to write a different story here. Well, yeah, and I I want to be clear, this is not... We've done that interview a number of times. I'm sad to say that it's still a work in progress here in Richmond. All right. Well, I really appreciate uh, you talking to me. Mayor Tom Butt has been in the news criticizing this warning system for years now. This seems to me like the first time there could possibly be a change. We actually have a city staff report where it says, here's how much we think running our own community warning system would cost. It's really up to the city council. If they decide to give city staff direction to go in a more aggressive fashion, to me, that makes big news. If they say, you know what, let's consider buying a Nixo account, I'm not going to be impressed. Several Bay Area cities live amongst big industry and oil refineries. These businesses have provided a lot of jobs. They've also had many serious accidents that have defined part of the Bay Area's history with these companies, like the 2012 fire in Richmond at the Chevron refinery. And just last week, we told you about Benicia, where the city council was considering an ordinance to have more oversight over the Valero refinery after a serious accident there last year. Benicia's council rejected that ordinance, saying it wants to give new state safety regulations for refineries a chance to be implemented. But for some residents, it's not going to be enough. I'm Devin Kadiyama. You've been listening to The Bay. When the spirit is summer and people thinking about places to go and things to do, I got to share this with you from the latest queued up episode. The podcast visits a city called Volcano, and reporter Bianca Taylor goes deep inside a two million year old cave. Sort of feels like I'm in Disneyland and I'm descending. It reminds me of the Goonies, that movie, The Goonies. Find queued up, that's Q E D up, wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.